every year, every year, we plant our gardens feverishly, trying to rush, fill spaces, get everything filled in. And we plant everything that we want. But maybe we should be planting what we need. Let's talk about that right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening and give the information out for you to be successful in your garden, whether it's your first or your last. We are your hosts, Ben, the Backyard Gardener, and Batavia, the Front Yard Gardener. One in the country. One in the city. Now get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, as we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, Batavia, what do you think? Do you plant what you want or what you need? I plant what I want. I plant what I need to want. (laughs) It's like a cryptic situation. Um, So before we get started, though, I do want to remind everybody that we have started a Patreon. And if you like what we do and you support us, please head over to patreon.com slash backyard gardens and become a patron. Lots of cool things there and uh, help us out. We are self-funded, so we want to give you what you want to hear and not have anybody else tell us what to speak so help us out and become a patron all right the bell so your your headphones are noise canceling or your microphone is so when you hit the bell i hear ding <laughs> it sounds like the bell is like permanently broken well i do have a lot of stuff in in surrounding the bell so do you yeah a little cluttered here. Okay. <clears throat> so, we, as usual, we have a listener question. And this one is very timely. So, do you have... Uh, so, I know you have a spot on bare ground for long vine plants. That you are expanding on some bare ground space that has weeds and grass. Which is currently what I'm doing. That is correct. Um, do you have any weed... Or, uh, excuse me. I lost my spot. Do you usually plant in your raised beds until the next time you want to plant or do you just amend? So they're talking about over the fall. Mm -hmm. Do you plant something in there like a cover crop or another crop Mm -hmm. or do you just let it go and amend it? What do you recommend or what do you do? Excuse me. Okay. So for for fall into winter, spring. Yeah. For me, I don't plant anything that I expect to grow like, you know, with the point of it's not going to grow in the fall, but instead, you know, so I don't do any kind of cover crops, um, depending on the season. And to be quite frank, depending on, you know, where I'm at and how busy my schedule is, I try to amend the bed and then I try to cover the bed with some type of mulch. This year, the plan is to cover it with shredded leaves. Nicely said. Yeah. So I have done a multitude of things. Um I have used cover crops and I always try to plant something. I try to get as much as I can and I try not to leave soil bare for too long. Um, so right now, when's this episode come out, Batavia? Uh, Mid-September. Okay. So like I've, I've grown buckwheat right now. So you throw it out, you water it within a couple of days, it comes up and then it's the perfect time because before it goes to seed, it will die off when it gets cold. So it will help feed. Uh, I've used winter rye 
Only problem in my area is it doesn't die. So then I have to kind of manage it in the Mm -hmm. spring. And then I'll plant, you know, at minimum, I'll throw out some radish seeds. Um, My granny, she throws out uh, turnip greens, Mm -hmm. turnips. She always calls them turnip greens. She don't know nothing about eating over root. <laughs> but she throws a mixture of turnips and mustard out. Mm-hmm. And then because they're really fast growing, you can eat the greens, whatever. So um, it's all about, for me, it's all about keeping that soil active. And for you, like, there comes a time where it just doesn't, yeah. for Batavia, it just doesn't work. So Yeah, the, the soil will completely freeze a number of inches down. Um, yeah. We're talking about more like late December, early January. Uh, for me. Um, but when it comes to when the soil is easily workable, um, when it comes to when things that aren't super hardy start to die off, like we're approaching that window in a couple of months. Um, and I don't, there isn't other than fatigue, um, any reason that I don't do it. Right. You know, so, um, it's not that I'm anti it. It's just that, you know, it takes everything in me to, to, to pull all of my milk crates into the garage by the time, you know, November rolls around. Right. And I don't think that it's a, uh, I don't think that there's a right or wrong answer mm-hmm. here either. So, I mean, cause once, once my stuff dies, goes away or the bed's empty, then I do exactly what Batavia does mm-hmm. is I mulch it. And being that it's fall, I do what Batavia does as well <laughs> is shredded leaves. Uh, and I use chicken manure. I'll put some, mildly aged chicken manure in those leaves and then by the time spring comes it's nice and aged and worked into the soil but um you know in amending soil um real quickly what do you use to amend your soil do you just put mulch down uh no i use again if you're if you listen more than one episode i've used uh, (laughs) bagged (laughs) compost and we're talking like the last like three or four years so bagged Mm -hmm. compost i go in and and really kind of uh, semi work up the soil, you know, adding that in. And then uh, when I'm putting the garden to bed, again, not leaving it bare, I'll top it off with mulch. I think last year or the year before, I've done a combination of actual um, wood chips. And then the next year, maybe I did leaves. This will be the first time I did, I do shredded leaves because I want to leave that there, whatever's left for the spring and add to that as a part of kind of my permanent mulch. Right. And so I do the same thing, but I practice lasagna gardening, basically. Mm-hmm. So I do shredded leaves, then I'll do a thick layer of compost. And then if I can, I'll put more shredded leaves in or I'll use some of the hay left over from the chickens and stuff. Yeah. And before I put that down, then I'll, I will put that manure on top of that and then I'll put that down. And then basically it, the next thing that I'll do is I'll add fertilizers throughout to kind of start feeding the soil but my soil doesn't freeze like yours so it's going to be different based on where you are how cold you get and all that so just keep all that in mind as you're making your plans and doing things and um but it's really important part of gardening it's really important to this time of year i think is what make and break your next garden mm, next year's garden i feel like if i listen back to maybe a half a dozen episodes every episode has a make or break in there <laughs> probably uh, but I, I mean I, but i think the season is this this part of the season into spring i think can really start to be the make or break how's that yeah i can go with either version of that but i can say for sure the, the reason why i kind of push when i do push to do it is it makes things a lot easier for me whenever I get to the garden in the following year. So it's not really yeah. been spring for me in previous years. This is the first time I really had 
a nicely intentional planted spring garden. For me, really, it was, you know, before coming around May, June, right? Like I've done most of this work. It's easier for me to get in there and start planting. Um, it yeah. cuts down that workload, if you will. And that's just beside the point of like how I'm feeding that soil and how it's ruminating over the course of the winter. Um, I did just want to comment on like some of the things we're talking about using are really preference and then just what's available. Um, so for me, I use leaves originally it was just whole leaves because I didn't have a real easy way to shred them and that works for you know kind of putting the garden to bed over the winter it doesn't work really well when it comes to kind of a a permanent mulch which is what I want right so that's the reason why I transitioned I have the full-on bag on my shoulder I'm shredding leaves in the garage which is odd and dusty Um, and previously I've used wood chips only because it was free and available to me but some of y'all know kind of how I've um, how I feel about wood chips now. You've evolved. Yeah, hated it. Uh, it's just difficult <laughs> to um, do things like amend the bed, you know. So yeah. You know, since I took my wood chips out, I'm getting less uh, roly polies. I've I've noticed that there's less and less now. Throughout the year, I guess they kind of had to work their way through. Is that is that a possibility or am I just crazy? No, I think you're spot on. I don't think this is your imagination just because you despise wood chips. I uh, remember the two small spaces. I mean, they were like a step in way, not even a walkway. So it measures at like four feet by two feet. So they're in between mm-hmm. a couple of beds. So I've moved all of those wood chips back earlier in the summer. And I mean, you're talking about a roly poly bonanza. And yeah. a lot of the things that I've planted there, seeds that I've sowed, I mean, I'm going ahead and saying that the roly polies have gone to town, like, you know, before I get a chance to see that they've germinated. So I think it's going to take probably another half a season. You know, transplants are probably going to be okay, but like direct sowing may be a challenge in those areas. Right. So <clears throat> there you go. Amending. We don't recommend wood chips, but that's just our style. Um, combination of fertilizers mulch protect your soil that's the biggest part of it in my mind is the biggest part is protect your soil from the harsh wind and if you've planted garlic and stuff it's really important to mulch because it helps prevent frost heaving Mm. which is where the frost thaw frost thaw will eventually make it pop up out of the ground which is something that you don't have that issue do you like you just straight frost and then you don't thaw for months. Well, I, a little bit earlier at the early part of the year, we could have like a series of warm days where the top layer of the soil starts to thaw. But by the time we get to like true thawing, it's we're done. So there's not that much going yeah. back and forth. Yeah, we have that all winter long yeah. in where I live is, you know, frost thaw, frost thaw, frost thaw, freeze, frost thaw. <laughs> so. Anyways, um, thank you for your question. I think that was very timely. Mm -hmm. And I know that I was a little scattered spitting it out of my mouth and I apologize. Um, It's kind of a question within a conversation. So I was trying to read it, but you know, you guys get it. Um, Take care of your soil. If you're not planting now, now you have some ideas and we're going to take this slight break and then we're going to come back and talk about what we need or want to plant. 
Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. All right, Batavia, kick us off. Let us know what uh, what the deal is. <laughs> Way to toss it over. Um, so a part of this converse- conversation has really come to light and kind of the need for it for us. Um, kind of coming out of the, the challenge in August, right? The eat from your garden, yeah. eat lunch from your garden. So, I mean, we've been teetering around needs versus wants. And my dear friend Ben here has been super patient as I'm like, I'm going to grow 22 tomato plants, you know. <laughs> and he's looking like, okay, okay. Secretly saying, do I've you... I've never said anything yeah, about that, I have I? Secretly saying, do you really need 22 tomato plants? Um, and I really think it's important to have a mixture of what you want versus, as well as what you really need, right? I think that's important. So you're not going to get a straight answer uh, from me. But I do feel like in recent years, and especially this last year and last season, I've realized that um, the I need to balance things out better. So I'm doing a lot of, this is interesting. Oh, I want to try this. And it's not resulting in enough of what I really need when it all comes inside. Right. Yeah. You know, inside no, of my I, home, I, if you will. Yeah. Or inside of your body. Yeah. 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 I mean, either way. So, yeah. And I mean, I know we definitely did the challenge and we did some posts and updates and we were going to do a whole episode about the results of the challenge, but there didn't seem to be a whole lot of interest, which is totally fine. You guys don't have to like everything that we do. Wait, we didn't. I didn't realize you were going to say that. Like, I feel like they have to like everything we do. (laughs) (laughs) it's very important to us because when as the challenge unfolded batavia and i had some off-air conversations that were very eye-opening about what we were learning about our gardens based on what we were eating Mm -hmm. how we were what we were harvesting when we were harvesting Mm -hmm. and um you know truth moment like there were some days where i just like skipped it because i was like i don't want to eat that yeah you know what I mean? Like, I'm good. So, but if it was, I'm, I'm going to interrupt uh, you very intentionally. The elevator speech yeah, no. for this, and again, we decided not to dedicate a full episode. We've been talking about a challenge like this since you and I met. So, this is like the second year. Day one. Yeah, that we've been talking about a version of this. And I share that to say we were very intentional. Like, this wasn't just something we, you know, on July 31st decided to do in August. And we went right. back and forth on how this would be lined up. We went back and forth on the month that we would do the challenge. So these were all very intentional plans. The only thing I wasn't very intentional about was I didn't carve out these are going to be my lunches. Like I didn't make a schedule or anything like that. Yeah, I didn't um, either. So I share that to say, uh, and I hope you remember where you were. And again, apologies. But I share that to say, even having all of that thought put into it, I was still really surprised like probably about five or six days in, like, okay, all right, hold on. Yeah, yeah I was shocked. Yeah. So I, I knew exactly where I was, and then you pointed at me, and I got freaked out because your finger got really big. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, the, the reality is, is if we were depending on our gardens for food, like, it would have sucked. Yeah. Bottom line is it would have sucked big ass, mm-hmm. because I would just be like, ugh, really? Mm-hmm. 
And I have multiple thoughts about that and we can, you know, unfold this. So basically this last, the month of August almost gave us 50 episodes to talk about yeah. because there's so much that we learned and it's crazy too. Cause I did not expect that. Yeah. And one of them, you know, was what do I want? What do I need? And so I know that you've said for years now, well now years, plural, mm-hmm. um, Thank you for being my friend for multiple years, Batavia. Thank you for being my friend. Oh, there uh-huh. you go. You took it way back. <laughs> I'm not t- saying anybody's age. Oh, oh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> hey, my birthday's coming up. I don't even want to think about it. So, um, what I was saying though was like, I've been quiet about Batavia's 22 tomatoes because for two reasons. One, I get it. I get why you do it. And two, like that's your that's your thing, yeah. you know. But then here I am over here, and I don't have enough tomato plants. Yeah. So what's the happy medium? You know, like I got a flush of tomatoes, and quite honestly, my tomatoes were almost done by the time we started the damn challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they were kind of farting out on me. So what does that mean for me in the future? And what does that mean next year? Because like I need more tomatoes. Where you may need less tomatoes. Yeah, absolutely. I um so if we use tomatoes as an example and uh, we always embellish here. It's not 22, but it's it's a it's like 13, 14, 15 tomatoes this year, like tomato plants. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, and that's pretty significant. Um and in some cases luckily all of them didn't produce. Do you hear what I'm saying? You know, so mm-hmm. um but I I think that um a part of what I've been considering over the years and I have been trying to fine tune this. How much of a plant, how many plants do you need? Um, how much do the plants produce to get you to a point where you feel like, all right, I have something meal worthy, right? I have the volume that I need, right? And so um, part of what I do when it comes to tomatoes and other things, I grow out of interest, out of curiosity. Um, I grow out of, in my mind, a potential future necessity, Right. So I want to know and be comfortable with growing potatoes. Right. You know, so those are all the things that influence, among others, why I grow. Um, But I do think that if we look at those tomatoes and the space, really, that I dedicate to tomatoes and how much more that I could get out of that space for things that I need versus, oh, that's an interesting tomato variety. Let me see what this is like. Like, I got to curve yeah. that and reel that in because a part of the enjoyment in gardening is to try things. It's the, oh, wow, that's cool. Um, but a part of August for me wasn't that fun, right? You know, so to be surrounded literally by food in my front yard and backyard and still look and say, but do I really want, you know, these yard long beans, right? Like, is this the second year I'm going to let this summer squash beat me? Like at some point I realized that the things I really desired, they really weren't really in my garden. Sure. Some of them, but you know, not enough of them. So for me, there was a gaping hole in what I was growing for what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a clear like, Oh shit, I don't have what I need. And, um, you know, like I've never grown white potatoes before. And I remember in one of the episodes saying like, if I had grown white potatoes, it'd be a game changer. Mm -hmm. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Because it would give me more substance yeah. to my meal. So for me, you know, when I was kind of complaining about this a little bit is there wasn't enough nutritional diversity inside of my garden, not necessarily flavors, which in different vegetables, well, different vegetables kind of goes hand in hand with that. But I'm talking about like, you know, <clears throat> carbohydrates, mm-hmm. proteins, mm-hmm. fats, this, that, and the other sugars. There wasn't enough of that for me. And um, because, you know, I'm very particular about how I intake my food. Mm -hmm. Clearly, I like food. Okay, (laughs) if you've seen a picture of me, you know, I like to eat. All right. I just eat a lot of like healthy food. Shoot me. So, you know, the first thing that brought to my mind was, all right, I need to grow potatoes because my potatoes can go on the ground in February here. And so if you think about that, they'd be cured and ready to go by August. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like that was one thing. And then I was like, you know, the whole zucchini fiasco, like that's a big thing that I like I desired yeah. because it gave me what that gives me is substance into my meal. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. zucchinis and, and yellow squash can be very productive. Yeah. So there's and then you have multi use crops and stuff like that that we can get into. So there's a lot of different things that as I go through, I mean, I was eating peppers um, tomatoes, green beans, and eggplants. And that was about it. Yeah. And like, I, I think that um, the reason why I like that we pull this all the way down and wit bare bones, like you're limited in what you can add that's not from the garden, like condiments and things like that. Clearly, everyone agreed that coconut milk was something that you could, well, maybe everyone didn't agree with that, that you can add. Um, but the reason why I, I like that we went bare bones is because I don't know if we would have learned what we learned if we had a bunch of other things added into these lunches. Right. I don't know if no. the revelation, if you will, and I want to own that piece of it, um, would have been realized. Um, for me, I I was looking at what I have and on the bright side of it. Um, I really felt like I could make meals, like I could fill a plate with the foods mm-hmm. that I had in my garden that were at this time ready to be harvested. Um, I do believe that while I have a lot of things growing in my garden, the timing of things that are growing, remember, consciously choosing August, the timing of things growing was really off when it came to how I was preparing a meal. So I yeah. had very few tomatoes, but I had a lot of peppers, right? You know, I had the beginning of eggplants. I didn't have potatoes until the end of the month, right? And so just because this is a challenge doesn't mean we can't take from this and say, well, how would you normally eat it from your garden, right? You know, and so <laughs> I've always just added, God bless you. No, I'm choking on water, but that's okay. Go ahead. I'll still extend a blessing. Um, I normally add things into my meals, right? And the intention for the challenge was all of the things from your garden make up your meal. And the issue that I had was they just, there really weren't complimentary things. Even when I stretched and to your point about nutrition, I ended up making things, preparing food in ways that I don't traditionally prepare it in just to get through the meal. Like I still have a um, cast iron skillet with uh, oil in it from all of the frying that I did. Right? <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah. Like basically if I pulled it out of the garden, I was like, oh, I'll fry it, you know, because at that point I was chasing at least some satisfaction. Um, <clears throat> that makes sense. Now, did you, um, I know we didn't even do the results. Did you lose any weight? Um, I 
did. Interestingly enough, though, I was lower. My weight was lower coming in on August 1st than I had anticipated. Like I stumbled upon some things and it lost some weight. Um, I dropped about two pounds. Yeah. Okay. So we're about even. So I dropped two as well. So there you go. It was a tie. Yeah. Damn it. I wanted to win that son of a bitch. But um, <clears throat> no. And you know, for me, the saving grace, which I knew it would be, was my chickens. It was my chickens and my preservation. What I had saved from the previous year. <clears throat> Man. You okay there, bud? The water is getting me, boy. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just released a video on YouTube about chickens, and that's that's what that's where this video came from, was because they were so important to me during that time. Like, I ate a lot of eggs, which I love eggs, so it doesn't matter. I'm not really sad about that. But having that made all the difference in my meals each day because I was... <clears throat> I was able to add an, a protein mm-hmm. and a fat mm-hmm. and I was able multi-use. I could cook it different yeah. ways. You know, if I had grown some other things then there would be even more uses for it. Mm-hmm. So um, that was just kind of one of those additions that was just was really amazing. Um, so, you know, for me, having them has been a big part of my life for the past eight years. So, you know, that's why I intentionally like and I realized that like we never talk about chickens on here ever and i think the reason why is because well you don't really have an interest in raising them um right you know no i'm not afraid of everything listener i know what you're thinking (laughs) um they (laughs) they uh they freak me out a little bit yeah oh dude they're freaky (laughs) as hell like so they're we have baby chicks right now and um when I with David's job with David is my son if you don't know he's seven years old and his job is in the morning to go get them from in the garage and take them outside because mm-hmm. we have to protect them at night and I do it intentionally because it's difficult because he's like ah 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 they're picking and them. I open the garage door and there's four little chickens <laughs> running around and he's chasing them and it's just it's amazing but they are freaky and like they peck you but they don't hurt mm-hmm. So it's just this weird thing, but they were very important into what I was doing. So I was very glad I had that. Now, I haven't talked about my mushroom garden at all because the shit didn't work. Like, I'm not getting mushrooms. And that was a big bummer because that was a big reason why I wanted to do this is because I was convinced that I was going to have mushrooms. Mm -hmm. And um, we've had it's been so dry this year that I just I couldn't stay. I had to just say, you know what? I can't water it. I can't keep it going. It was taken away from everything else. So, yeah. So, I obviously don't have chickens um, and I haven't tried to grow mushrooms. So, we knew going in that there was a, an advantage, so to speak, that you had because we both yeah. enjoy eggs. You know, I enjoy mushrooms as well. Um, you know, outside of the protein that is in, in many vegetables, I didn't have like a main source, you know, that leads in protein. And yeah. I generally, I mean, I've gone, uh, I've never been. Uh, full vegan, right? You know, but I've gone through many, many, many months, you know, where I've completely eliminated certain things. So it wasn't about like not having a meat source for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I've lived a pescatarian lifestyle for a number of years, not currently, but in previous years. And clearly I didn't have anything that would fit that realm. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that I know how to be semi-comfortable with cutting things out 
Right. And so I didn't go and gorge myself, you know, at the end of July. It wasn't that for me. Um, it wasn't really about what I was missing that wasn't in the garden, meaning like right. things that I could possibly grow in the garden. Like, oh, I, I don't have any, you know, any beef. Right. You know, like it, it wasn't that it was about the things, the revelation for me about the things in the space that I have and what I could grow that I just wasn't. Right. And a lot of that yeah. goes back to me when it comes to how I'm using my space and my timing. Right. right. You know, so think about if I would have gotten uh, broccoli out of the garden this spring, would I have frozen some broccoli? That would have been a nice change. Right. Yeah. You know, it would have been a really nice change to have some broccoli. Yeah, absolutely. And let's be clear. We're only talking about one meal a day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we're not talking about three meals. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know. That's something else. Yeah. And it's important to me for a bunch of reasons. But, you know, when it comes to why even bother with this, um, the amount of time that you and I dedicate to our gardens, obviously, there's something more than just the interest in putting our hands in dirt. Right. You know, so yeah. a part of what drives us is the ability to one day say, hands down, we absolutely had lunch every day from our garden. Right. You know, because we need it to potentially, you know? Um, so I look at that and say, I don't look at the, the challenge as a fail. I look at it as we got something from that challenge that we didn't expect. And that's a win for me. And it absolutely- Oh, it was the most successful that I could have been, I think. Yeah, it absolutely influences how I look at my garden every day. I, so I look at it with a different eye, even now going out there this fall. And it absolutely is going to influence, although I haven't figured out exactly how, but it's going to influence my plans for 2022 and I'm yeah. sure beyond, right? Well, I realized that if my whole family had to eat off our garden, we would be screwed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We would be thin, thin, thin. <laughs> so, <clears throat> and one of the things too is like, you know, I'm growing black eyed peas, which some people call cow peas. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm from the South. We call them black eyed peas. Um, I, they... It's my first year growing them. I grew them sparingly because I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And let me tell you, it is on. Because if I would have grown those at last year and had them ready, because they didn't really, they're just now starting to like really liven up. I would have beans that I could have had as well. So now I wouldn't be gorging on beans. Let's be correct. I have an eight ounce cup that I've filled up with beans so mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. So there's not a whole lot, but I also have like six plants and I could probably fit four or five more onto the row. I just gave them plenty of space. You know, I didn't want to get anything too crazy. Um, but moving forward for next year, like I get it, like, okay, it's on. Like we're going to grow some beans and then that's going to be one step. And then we're going to do more cucumbers that don't die on me. <laughs> july 27th you yeah. know so like all my cucumbers i had i ate them all. i didn't even get to make pickles because i was eating them for this challenge yeah, yeah. so now i have we made two jars of pickles this yeah. year that's all we're gonna get all year mm -hmm. because i had to eat them for this challenge but that was i would rather do that because quite honest i was like over it yeah you know i wasn't trying to eat the same exact thing every day you know i ate salsa for three days straight <laughs> <clears throat> you know what i mean so it was like and i don't mind that it's it's okay but did you find it definitely needs did you find did you make any soups no it's too hot yeah. for soup so i i don't have that i could i don't have that limitation when it comes to um i was talking to uh, a colleague and i had just had this garlic 
ramen for breakfast, right? It was leftover from the day before. And I realized how hot I was. It was, this is like in July or something, like the heat of the summer. And I'm just like, oh, I'm hot, but I loved it. But I bring it up because I look and say some of the pieces that you're talking about, you only had, you know, you have eight ounces of peas and things like that. These are things though, that can go in what I like to consider like the gumbo of things, right? You know, so you can toss some of these things in and still, there's still nutrition there. Um, So a listener actually, share when we were talking about I think we talked about okra and she made a gumbo in the middle of the summer and it was really she made this out of what she had and the reason why that was important for me is it's not just about eating um, a meal in a way that you don't normally eat it it's about making these ends and odds make sense so when you look at some of the pictures that I share when it came to the challenge it's kind of like Okay, you know, like, like it's not even that these things don't normally go together, but really, I'm so glad I didn't take any like, you know, um, calories, count any calories around this because I'm sure I would have been disappointed around kind of what I was getting, you know, as it relates to the balance between fat and protein and carbs and so on. So, yeah, I did. I did the nutrition for a couple of the meals, um, the base meals that I was eating and Without the oil that I used to cook it, it was 150 calories. That's nothing. Um, no, it's it's really not. And, and I mean, you know, truth be told, like I could have beefed it up a little bit. I probably could have added like another eggplant mm-hmm. or something. But I had to keep in mind that I had to keep going for the month. Yeah. So it's not about like, okay, let's eat what we get now. It's about like looking forward and saying, okay, this is what I'm going to get out of here. So like, I I like eggplant, Mm -hmm. but I need, instead of having three eggplants, I need to put something else in its spot. So like next year, I'm going to sub out one of my eggplants for chard Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I had one day. I had two leaves of chard and it was the best day <laughs> because it was just totally different, you know? And so it's all about making those little changes because we can want to grow 22 tomatoes, but that space could be used for something, you know, for one tomato, one tomato plant, you can put in 16 chards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and for one tomato plant. So just, I mean, just think about that for a second. That is a lot of food. Yeah. That you can get out of that, Um, you know, and then you can go down the list for other things. And then there's some stuff, too, like and I mean, I get it, dude. What's a summer garden without a tomato? Yeah, but I I mean, like I understand. Yeah, I think that. um, So the level of pride that you're going to have when it comes to our friendship and and I'm going to say your influence on our friendship for the first time in the history of Batavia's garden, I have pulled two tomato plants at the beginning of September, pull them out of the ground, right? I think I've done this once mm-hmm. before, but it was only one tomato plant, I, I think, right? So this is what, 14, 15 years <laughs> of gardening. And I have finally said <laughs> enough, right? Yank them out of the ground. And I share that because it was a moment of, you're pouring more into this than it's giving back at this stage. It's done what it's going to yeah. do. Let's move on. And now and it's re- taking up space. It's taking up space. And how about this? It's one of them was the um, Roma plant that had been diseased from the beginning of the summer. Right. You know, and so the reality is I wanted that to continue to produce, which it did. However, in hindsight, I should have pulled it and relied on the other 14 plants that I have. Right. 
The right. second was um, a green zebra, which goes back to my interest. I really enjoy that tomato, but I don't enjoy 30 pounds of it. Right. And I already have that tomato plant in like two other places. Not exactly intentional, but here we are. And so now I look at this and it's pretty late in the season. Everything else around those plants are pretty big. I'm not going to put anything in its space at this stage. However, if I would have had, you know, kind of this thought a month ago, even and did it then I would have been in a whole different space. Um, Or how about not planting them to begin with? You know, so. Yeah, well, I mean, and you got to learn what you like. And I mean, honestly, the best way to do it would be to come across somebody that's got some green zebras and taste them. Be like, oh, yeah, I like these. I'm going to grow them. Instead of taking a whole season to be like, yeah, you know, whatever. It was was like this year I didn't grow any red tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Damn if I didn't regret that. You know what I mean? Like, there's no reason for me not to grow red tomatoes, at least a red tomato variety in my garden. So I did... um. I did the orange banana tomatoes, which were very prolific. And then I did the um, the blue cream tomatoes, which were very prolific. You know, they were like a cherry tomato. Mm-hmm. And that was great. But they got diseased. Mm-hmm. I treated the disease. And then they started to come back. And they were, I mean, especially the blue cream. I just pulled those today. Oh, really? And um, okay. they were getting, they were looking real mm-hmm. good. But it's like, they're taking up all that space. Mm-hmm. And because they got so tall... They were also covering another half of the bed and I couldn't plant anything underneath it. And it's like, dude, time is money. You know what I mean? So I, I, even though I want to do it, I don't need to have those tomatoes because quite frankly, we had 50, 60, 70 pounds of those blue cream tomatoes off of two plants mm-hmm. all summer. And my wife's like, I don't want to eat a tomato until next year. <laughs> that's what she's telling me. So it's like, what's the point? Yeah. You know what I mean? But see, that's still- like, it comes to some point. I'm just stroking my ego yeah. that like I've grown this thing. And that's like, I'm not trying to be dramatic when I say my ego. Like, I've grown this thing, I brought it back to life, here it is, you know? Yeah, I think that there is, so now let's fold in a little bit of the social media gardening, right? You know, Ugh. so there is a Don't make me. there's a bit, and me more so than you, right? Transparency moment. Um, I, whether I share it on social media or not, I love the surprise of something new, I love the surprise of, oh, wow, I didn't, one, that I was, if I'm able to do it successfully, and two, oh, I've never had this or tasted this. Now, the green zebra, as an example, this is my fourth or fifth year growing it, and I have not really, I think I may have figured out a way to use what I have, but I'm literally figuring out a way to use what I have, and there are other things I could be growing that I absolutely know what I want to do with those things, um, but I think for me, um, I... I have to reel this in in a way that looks like this is your box that you get to play in. Right. Yep. You know, this is it for this year. Play away. What can fit in here? Have at it. The rest of your yep. garden is going to need to be dedicated to what you need because what you need is really what you want. Right. You know? So, yeah, <clears throat> well, it is and it isn't. I I do disagree to an extent because, you know, until you do something like what we Mm -hmm. did, I don't think, and I I feel very comfortable since, I don't think you understand what you need because I didn't understand Mm -hmm. what I needed until I did Mm -hmm. it. Like, I had no clue that, like, I needed to have greens 
in the middle of summer. Yeah. Like I had yeah. no clue that that was going to be a thing for me. And so I went on the hunt to find like, what's the green that I can grow? Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out I can grow chard all summer. Like I did not realize yeah. that might not be the best, mm-hmm. but it won't bolt and it'll be there. So, you know, I think when you do something to the extreme like that, and my whole thing is I don't want, I don't want people to need to have something and it'd be too yeah. late for them to know that they need it. Yeah. So for that day to come, I mean, look, I go to the grocery store right now. We went the other day and I was I, at least eight to 10 times. So first of all, you want to know how sad? I go to the grocery store Friday nights <laughs> because that there's nobody in day? there. Mm-hmm. Low traffic. So it's safer for us to go because COVID's like really bad where we mm-hmm. are. And um, I told my wife, I was like, the shelves are bare. Mm-hmm. There is clearly stuff missing off these shelves. And um, there was a lot of things. And, you know, I don't eat meat. And I've heard that the meat is kind of taking a hit. But the stuff that we eat is not showing up. Yeah. So it's getting harder and harder. And we went and um, the produce aisle was almost empty. It was so picked over. And I was like, where are the vegetables? So we kind of deduced that maybe the truck was coming Mm-mm. and it wasn't so, it wasn't stocked. I don't know what the story is with that, but that was very eye-opening to me coming off of this challenge. So um, in September, I was in the grocery store and I was making a special dish and it, it called for this special sausage. And so I was at your classic big box grocery store and I asked the kid it, I mean he had to be a teenager so I asked the kid um, where can you where can I find this sausage right and so he said it would be over here but I doubt you're gonna find it the entire section was empty and empty so much so where it didn't even occur to me that was a food section like I mean it was in the refrigerated <laughs> section and I'm like I walked past it twice because I mean not only was it empty they didn't even have stickers where the like the normal signage is it and then prices and all they just gave like up. it's just like the black background and then kind of you know how like when you push things all the way back like that little thing that, <laughs> like you know how when you pull the milk out of the the refrigerator yeah. section it's like oh one more pushes forward like it was just those yeah. silver things and i'm like oh shit okay yeah that is the meat section and so i looked at him and he looked at me and i was just like you know i ended up going to another store to find what i needed um but yeah, that's real. And that's not just the first time I've actually observed. This is probably a half a dozen times I've seen this at different stores, different brand name stores um, over the course of from spring to, to now, spring this yeah, year. North, so it's a shame you don't live in North Carolina because you would be able to get your sausage. <laughs> we have like this is like pig farm country uh, right up the road from me. But, you know, so th- the idea is when the meat's gone. What do the people go for next? Yeah. Yeah, vegetables. The produce, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so that was a big, I, that was like, it was just shocking to me. So coming off of this, it was like, all right, so what do we do? Now, I don't think that it's like right away something's going to happen. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man. I just want to grow the food that my family enjoys but also the food that sustains because I also have to think like I'm gr- I'm not only growing a garden, I'm growing a child mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I have to provide him nutrition. Mm-hmm. And these you know? are habits and lessons that you're passing down, some very consciously yes. and some unconsciously. I do want to go back when I say the things I need are really the things that I want. 
I absolutely agree with you where I didn't know what I needed. And I think the way I've described what I want is just, again, that's the fun thing. Oh, I want to try this, right? Versus, oh, I'm, I, I want to have fried okra. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, you know, that's the, I want to this. I have a taste for this. That's very different. That's just the want, right? Um, right. The need though is I, I want to be able to eat out of my garden and to do that, I need to make adjustments to what I'm growing and how I'm growing it and when I'm growing it. Right. Right. You know, so there's no more of the you need to fill the space just to fill the space because that takes resources. Like I'm I think I come out of this and go into this next season um, being much more of an intentional gardener. Yeah, that's that's I I like that. An intentional Mm -hmm. gardener. I felt Um, it. I was going to I was going to go ahead and hit the bell, but I wanted you to acknowledge there was a great moment there. No. Yeah. (laughs) No. No. No, I, I I like it. And I think it's, um, you know, it's a very, it's a positive way to look at it. And it, it goes, it takes a step away from being all willy nilly about what you put in the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> what a stupid phrase that is to willy nilly. I don't even know where it comes from. I don't, but I like it because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like. You know, those times when you're like, okay, I'm going to, I got to stick something Mm -hmm. here. I got to stick something there. Maybe we should take a step back and just look over the whole garden and say, what can we stick Mm -hmm. here? Not what, what are we, you know, what's the first thing that pops? Because, you know, for me, it would be like a bush bean, you know, and I've stated many times, like I'm done. Like me and bush beans (laughs) are broken up. I got the divorce papers are in the mail and you're being served. So, um, and for me, it's all about like what's prolific, you know, but so what is going to pro- I'm going to challenge you there, though, because Please. filling a gap is the way that I've approached it. Like I felt guilty when I've had open space in my garden over the years. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I was looking back at some pictures and um, last year I had, you know, two squares out of like 60 squares. If you're square foot gardening that were two squares filled and the rest of them um, open and. I look at it now today and say not feeling guilty last year that just prepared me for uh, the soil that's now growing my kick-ass collard green bed you know what I'm saying so there there's an upside to it but I challenge you in the we look at this space and we want to fill it even with what's prolific is it really filling the gap that you have in your garden not the space but the thing that vegetable that you're missing in your garden like what that's what I mean. Yeah, so what um, I, I want to make sure that we're on the same page here. So when we go back, if you look at the August challenge, the piece that you were missing when it comes to filling your plate, right? Balancing that nutrition. Are you choosing vegetables that and putting in, them into that space in your garden that would fill that void? That's that's not the way I've looked at it, to be frank, you know. No, I mean, when I look at it, I'm like, OK, what grows fast? Yep. What, what can I put there and what's small? And when in, and like I said, usually it was like a bush mm-hmm, bean or mm-hmm. something. But if you just go into what like my biggest gap was, and I'm going to say it, again, it was greens. I can easily stick a yeah. charge seed right yeah. there. You know what I mean? I can easily drop something, especially early in the season when things need to be watered more and just fill that gap more intentionally. 
And that's and that's also saying like, hey, what if we don't have? Because I'm gonna be straight up like, my family needs to eat more greens in the summertime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's an uphill battle. So, so um, I want to share something with you um, that I don't know if I mentioned it when we were chatting yesterday, but um, I I know you love baby greens. Right. I know you love them. I know that, you know, you would get a shirt printed with baby greens on it um, since the sarcasm there. Um, But I was I purchased um, a package called Iron Man Kale Mix. And it's just a mixture of seeds, um, your normal standard packet size. It has like three different types of kale in it. And the reality is you and I both know a seed can get to a full size plant. So if I'm growing them as baby leaves or for baby leaves, I'm not really getting the most out of my money there, right? So that is three bucks that was spent on that kale mix. And I'm ultimately going to get food off of it this fall, but I'm not going to get as much food off of it if I would have looked and said every one of these seeds will be a fully mature plant. But check this out. Remember all the seeds that I was just letting stay in the garden and, and letting dry out and to save? The tens of thousands of seeds that I have for Russian kale, the tens of thousands of seeds that I have for vivid pot choy. Guess what I'm using to create more opportunity for baby leaves at basically no cost to me. Letting them fall to the ground. Not only that, though, I've collected many of those. So it is... um, it's a little bit more diverse. The texture, the flavor of things that are smaller and younger tastes different than a fully grown plant. It requires less water, less space, right? And it's still economical because it's not like I'm buying these seeds for this purpose and not letting them grow to maturity. I've just saved these seeds, right? And so that's not something I've done in the past, <clears throat> but it absolutely is something that I look and say, even in the hot the heat of the summer for someone like you, you still may be able to get some leaves off of some of those plants, depending on the timing before they bolt when they're younger. Oh yeah. I could do baby. I I could, but it's not going to be worth the money for you to buy seeds and use it for that purpose. But if you look at things like you say, like your mustards, remember you saved all those mustard seeds. So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, and I, I think I stumbled into that. My plan was always to let these things go to seed, but I was looking at it and saying like, what the fuck am I not going to do with all of these seeds? Like I could basically give a (laughs) hundred seeds away to every listener and still be like, and now what am I going to do with the rest of these? Right. Um, which is also the amazing thing about plants. Right. I did, um, I did. Uh, I collected my mustard seeds. Mm-hmm. I got a six ounce cup of mustard seeds. So the reason why I'm using eight ounces is because I have eight ounce plastic cups <laughs> okay. at my house that we use for something and I just keep reusing them. So that's like my measurement, yeah. just so everybody knows. But it's like so many mustard seeds. It's ridiculous off of one plant. So, um, you know, and now I need genetic diversity within there. So and we're going to go into that at a different day. Um, not today. <laughs> but yeah, and that's a that's a great way to do it, too, because honestly, I probably will. Um, first of all, did you see my YouTube short I put out about uh, my sweet potatoes? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. OK, that's OK. I don't think it notifies people that when they not come for out. the shorts. Um, OK, so Which made me think of Bart Simpson, but go on. <laughs> I'm not eating your shorts. Thank you. But um, I checked my sweet potatoes mm-hmm. and they're popping out of the ground. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's time. It's yeah. really time. 
um, which is perfect because then I can clear out that bed and I have a full bed to plant in. And as I go back and I look, I'm at the point now in the rest of my beds where I'm like, okay, what do I have a lot of that I started and what can I put here and tuck away Mm -hmm. here, there and yonder. And there's a glaring gap and I wouldn't have caught it if I wasn't, if we hadn't done that challenge. And shockingly enough, it's my turnips. Mm. Like there's a gap where I have not seeded. Like I haven't had the seeds take Yeah, because it's just been so, I mean, it's been like 98 degrees. It's finally below 90. Um, so by putting those in the ground now, I can get that started, yeah. you know, and that's, that's so big. Well, if, and it's such an important thing to do is to sit back and like catch these. Yeah. Things. If we go beyond the August, uh, challenge and just, again, the idea is like, how do you apply what you've learned across the season? I planted, remember I've mentioned I got a late start and didn't, uh, sow any seeds indoors for fall. And I kind of felt crappy yeah. about it. And then it was like, you know, do you really want to waste seeds, right? Like nothing beats a failure but a try, but do you really want to waste seeds? You've been here in September before, yada, 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 yada. But then I, I bump into, again, all of these seeds that I've saved, right? Which I'm just going to wait until next year to plant them anyway. So I say all of that to say, when I look at the germination rate for me now, I mean, I'm talking about mustards that have germinated in two days, three days, right? I'm talking about um, arugula, my favorite, not really, but germinated in a couple of days. Now they haven't gotten their true leaves, but my point is it it made me immediately think about what I could do in the spring that I don't have to wait 12 weeks for, right? You know, so think about while the weather is slightly different, the weather is slightly different, but think about the things, the timing of me plant starting indoors or direct sowing outside waiting 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 there are these quick hits that i can get right that are it's going to be versatile right now i mean we're talking about leafy greens don't get don't get it twisted but there are a number of leafy greens that i'd be planting in march or april in my garden that i wouldn't be eating on until you know may until now right and so i look at it again and say i wouldn't under other circumstances use my regular seeds for this but this is again just the power in like i looked at i think i counted in one seed pod i'm gonna show i'm gonna share a picture on instagram about what this one single plant produced as it relates to the seeds that were saved and one single seed pod and we're talking about hundreds of seed pods that are on this plant produce 15 seeds do you hear what i'm saying i mean i know you know this i'm preaching to the choir here you know but i'm just i'm i know it but that's okay we're not just talking to us we're talking to everybody but i guess what i'm looking at and saying and maybe other people have absolutely had this revelation but how to use those what you've produced there in a different way to make your garden more versatile right to create some diversity uh within that garden i could have done that i'm pretty sure i feel good about i could have had some of these baby leaves in august i just yeah. didn't do it you know <clears throat> now when we turn around at the end of the year and i look in my cabinet about what i have um preserved you will see diversity within my garden mm-hmm. um you know we've canned carrots multiple ways we've done some tomatoes in two different ways uh, we've also fro i mean we froze a tomato pie you know, so we have that. We've done herbs. We've done green beans. Um, you know, so there, there's a lot of different things. And when you step back and you look at it, like, okay, 
and hopefully there'll be about 40 pounds of sweet potatoes in there next week. Let's just say, <laughs> uh, fingers crossed everybody say a quick prayer for me. Cause, um, you know, that's, it's really important. Let me put it into perspective for you. I found a pack of seeds that I had from 2019 mm. and it was priced at $1 and 50 cents. I found a pack of seeds that I bought this year and it was priced at $3 and 50 cents. Same company, same packaging, same seeds, just saying, um, you know, that's, that's a big jump in price. Oh, only difference was there was less seeds and then more expensive one. Yeah. Speaking of, so, I direct sold some spinach at the beginning of September and we'll see how it does. They are seven year old seeds. They were seeds that were gifted to me labeled 2014, wow. 2015. So when I, I mentioned this on a previous episode, I was battling with let the bed rest or plant something. And uh, I looked back on my spring dates and pictures and I realized that um, the time frame that I had in the spring for producing like regular spinach sized leaves, I'm dealing with that same type of time frame. We know sun's different, weather's different, yada, yada, yada. But I said, well, I mean, if I'm going to give anything a try, I might as well go ahead and give this seven year old spinach a try. If it produces something great, if it doesn't, I know that it didn't. Right. Um, right. So, I mean, I think that, um, a part of what, and I guess maybe we, I hope this episode comes across as more than about the challenge. Cause like you said, we have like 50 different topics that we can glean from the challenge. A part of what I did also learn was just new ways to be resourceful, you know, yeah. not just with what I'm cooking, but specifically how I'm growing. I think that I'm going to pretend like it was solely the challenge and not any of your influence. I think that I absolutely look at plants and kind of their, lifespan differently right you know yeah. so going back to the two tomatoes that i pulled um i really needed a reason to say well i mean it could still produce tomatoes right you know I, I needed something more than um you know oh be more productive by planting something else there to drive me to do that um, and the reality of me by the end of the month having more tomatoes than i would ever eat every day for lunch was a, <clears throat> it was a driving force right so I, um, I clip, I'm going to say this and then I got to ask you a question. I clipped three tomato plants that were 10 feet tall each. Mm-hmm. Um, they had five green tomatoes on it and 10 flowers total. I counted. I took the time and counted. Mm-hmm. So we're, let's, let's start doing some, some math. Um, it takes a couple, like when you get a green tomato, it can take anywhere and the tomatoes full yeah. size a week to two weeks to ripen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we're going to ripen them on the vine. So that puts us into the middle of September. Now the flower has yet to even produce a tomato. Yep. So now we have to wait for that. So it's going to take about a week. It's going to take about two weeks to say, and this is rough mm-hmm. estimates people. So don't, don't put it in the mm-hmm. bank. Okay. Don't even deposit it, but two weeks to grow the tomato and then another two weeks. So then you have a month, you're already into October at that point. What's the point? You know what I mean? And so what I did is I pulled that up and I put uh, my kale in. I put dazzling blue kale in. Now, let me tell you, Batavia, <laughs> remember I had been eating all this stupid curly yeah, kale? Yeah. <laughs> um, I am excited. I'm more excited than I've ever been in my whole life to eat kale. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, just looking at the leaves that are forming. And, you know, it's still hot here, so it's kind of s- struggling a little bit. But I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. So. Before you say anything, I've got to wrap this up in a ball. We got to put the bow on this present now. 
what are you going to add into your garden next year that you missed and that would help you be more diverse? Root vegetables. Specifically, what oh, are you going to add grief. to your garden? <laughs> hey, um, the people want to know. So I, I think that uh, carrots were a real miss for me this year. Well, I had great success mm-hmm. this spring. I missed every opportunity I had throughout the summer to really kind of double down on carrots. Um, so I'm going to go with that as my single and final answer. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do... Um, charred potatoes wait 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 what are you doing with this multiple answer thing i told you what are you gonna add i didn't say pick one i said what are you gonna add all of the root vegetables revised final answer (laughs) (laughs) and um you know those are gonna be the big things and i mean the reason why is because the potatoes i can start like i said earlier in february Mm -hmm. and then when they're done i can put if I do my math correctly, a hundred days after that, I can put my squash out and then cover my squash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then hopefully that's going to be my last, next year is my last time. Yeah, it actually puts a big question mark for squash with this known, right? So remember I said, I'm going to put it in a box. You have this space to yeah. try things. Now, originally I said it in the spirit of, oh, this is something new, but it could really be considered in the spirit of something that's challenged you and let's go ahead and give this one more go and squash it. Um, I'm teetering on it. If nothing left more than just the energy I'm putting into it, I could be putting into something else. So I don't know. I haven't made a final decision yeah. on it. Um, but I think that I talked about starting with, and we're going a little bit longer than what we normally do. And I want to kind of make my final statement, I think, um, I have looked at my garden and said, I want to start with a plan that has fall in mind as a season and what you could grow in fall and then back my way up to say what I'm growing in summer and how I'm spacing things and where I'm putting what. Um, And again, I kind of feel like an asshole saying it, but this is my truth. I am going to start with my plate. Right, you know. So. Why do you feel like an asshole saying that? Because it seems I mean, like it, it almost seems obvious, but clearly it hasn't been for me. Right, you know. That's not obvious. I agree with that, and I think it's obvious if you have a small garden, but when you get a bigger mm-hmm. garden, it's harder to do. And so, um, write it down. <laughs> Big gardens are not easy. Um, so yeah, I I I agree. Um, on that note. Batavia's next garden will be in 2024. She will take a couple of years off, so stay tuned. Because <laughs> you know, it takes me a couple of years, at least three years before I pull the trigger. So here we are. That's right. So she's not even going to have a garden next year. She's just going to be stuck planting yeah, all I'm year. just going to be looking at dirt and saying, hmm, maybe. <laughs> I'm, I'm going like, to have my plate and going to be soil. putting it inside of garden beds. Like, I wonder if. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, we are going to go to the recipe of the day. A lot of y'all asked, how can you help support the Backyard Gardens podcast? Well, we have been busy and we have created a t-shirt line just for the gardener. To visit our shop, go to the link in the show notes and check out the t-shirts and other goodies we have. Now, these are super special t-shirts designed just for the gardener. So enjoy. Thank you for supporting the Backyard Gardens podcast. And we'll see you guys after the harvest.
Okay, so I'm going to do um, insert your favorite summer, the last of summer vegetables, things like onions. Um, God bless you if you actually were able to get some type of summer squash. So pull a couple of those out. Um, not your eggplants, not those. Some peppers, maybe. Um, think of a vegetable medley. So we're going to take these vegetables and I'm going to give you two ways to cook them. You can either uh, roast them, which is one of my favorite ways. Uh, but if you want to continue to leave your oven off and take them to the grill, you can do that as well. The marinade is going to be super duper simple. You're going to go with vinegar, uh, a cup, two cups, depending on how many vegetables you have. You're going to go with garlic, much more garlic than Batavia ever uses. So I'd say probably six, eight, 10 cloves of garlic mince that yes uh-huh add that in and then the key here is going to be cumin i said it and i mean it so season this mixture with cumin taste it before you actually start marinating it so because that's what you're going to taste see how you like that i wouldn't bother adding any salt at all uh, so let's go with a low sodium version of this you're going to marinate your vegetables i do it at the start of when you're prepping your dinner or your lunch and then let them marinate for maybe 30 minutes. Go ahead and put them on the grill. We just really want to get charred marks. I want like my onions to be soft, but I want the other vegetables to be with this recipe slightly um, crunchy because I don't want to kind of burn off all of that marinade. Um, and then if you want to go ahead and roast them, you could do that as well. In either case, you may need to add a little bit of oil so that vinegar just doesn't completely burn off. Um, but just a tad bit. I wouldn't add the <coughs> oil to the marinade itself. And that's it. Something refreshing. Uh, the cumin is going to have a familiar taste. And obviously the, the garlic is going to be what you want to need. You see, I did that once in yeah. need. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. I just say how you did that. <laughs> and um, I do need to grow more garlic next year. Dude. So. Oh, are we still answering that question? We're still adding more to our list. Dude, whatever. You can do what you want. I mean, look, this is reminiscent of the old days, and we were going like two yeah. and a half hours. That so. was probably the biggest hole in my garden this year. I've had to buy so much garlic because I didn't get a chance to yeah. grow it last year. Um, yeah, that was the hole that, because um, I grew the wrong kind of garlic, um, that was the biggest waste of space that I did it attributed to. It, uh, a half of the wild garden was just unusable because of that yeah. so um piss poor planning on my mm -hmm. part but that's okay um actually it was an ignorant buy when i bought the clothes didn't know but i truly hope that everybody even though and maybe you did do the challenge with us or not but you take a look at what your garden is and think for next year like what what can i plant that i need to have in my garden and i, I think uh I hope we stayed on track. I feel like, I don't know if we did or didn't. <laughs> I don't think we did, but I think what we said, we wanted to say, we needed to say, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I mean, so, you know, all of this is so interrelated. And that's the part that, you know, you'll see, you being the audience will see as we try to kind of um, parse some of these things out and, you know, kind of fold them into a episode here an episode there um so consider this is the, an introduction of sorts to more yeah 
we'll uh we'll sprinkle it in a little bit here but um yeah so everybody stay safe if you want to support us you can meet us on uh, patreon.com slash backyard gardens we would love to have you there we have a bunch of different things set up for you uh different tiers and awards and all kinds of stuff and uh t-shirts down below check us out one-time donations as well and you know what batavia i'm gonna leave it there say something good See ya. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to see what we're up to or just stay up to date on all the announcements regarding the show or anything gardening, then you can follow us on Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. We love seeing what you guys are doing. So use hashtag BYG podcast in your post and we'll be sharing your gardens with the Backyard Gardens community. And check us out on YouTube at Backyard Gardens where we will post this show, all of our other shows, clips, and then also some gardening tips and just gardening entertainment. And you can see us at our website at BackyardGardensTV.com. But that's it for today's show. So help us as we learn to grow and grow from change. And until next time, we'll catch you guys later. We'll call this one a wrap. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in.